Welcome to another episode, season two, guys, of What's the Word with Willette. I am so excited to have you guys join us this evening. I am super excited. I have my sister on with me, Miss Tisha Fletcher. Ooh, we're excited. This has been such a long time coming. So I'm so excited that we have you here on the show when you get to tell your story uh, with John Jr., affectionately known as J3. But, you know, I want the people to know about you. Tell them about yourself. Who is Tisha, Tisha Fletcher? Tisha Fletcher, where do I begin? I am a wife uh, who has been married to a wonderful husband, John Fletcher, for nine years. I am a mother of two. A uh, boy named John Fletcher III, who's awesomely autistic. Mm-hmm. And I have a five-year-old who is named Tahiri, who is the energy and the ball fire of the family. And I'm also, and I also just became recently a blogger uh, of J3's Corner on Facebook. Nice, nice, nice. And I share a lot of that on my page um, because it's pretty awesome just to see the work that you have done. Uh, with him, I know we talk offline all the time, but I'm going to say it publicly here. I just think it's just so amazing how you basically just literally grabbed the bull by the horn and kind of went with it. Usually parents who uh, are do not have like that education background or don't come from that world kind of struggle to kind of navigate on what to do. Um, you know, if there's a concern with one uh, or more of their children. And I just have always admired the way you just even jumped right in there, even gave me tips. You know, I'm in education, you know, when I was getting frustrated um, with my child and, you know, some of the things we were going through. So, um, so I want to dig into that a little bit first. I want to just peel back that first layer with how do you like being a stay at home mom? Like, was that an easy decision for you um, to stay home for you with your children? um, Tell us about that. Uh, It definitely, uh, was a lot of conversations with my husband because I come from a family where, you know, you, you work, you mm-hmm. work and your parent at the same time, you balance it out. But what changed, uh, our decision and changed our, our whole world is when our son became, we found out that he was uh, autistic. Mm-hmm. So me and my husband discussed it and we decided that the best thing for our son to make sure he's successful, not only in school, mm-hmm. but successful mm-hmm. in life is for me to stay home and make sure he has the tools that he needs to be successful, no matter what he's diagnosed with. And that's pretty awesome because a lot of people, you know, they just, they, they that's, a, that's a blessing within itself because a lot of people may want to do that. 
Um, and, and they just can't. So I, I definitely, uh, admonish John just for even, you know, bringing that up. I'm like, Hey, I need your home, you know, to make sure the kids are straight. I think that's a amazing thing. Um, so regarding John Jr., when did you feel like you needed to take a closer look at him, um, with regard how things were going, just like developmentally growing, you know, when were you kind of like, mm, might need to get this looked at a little bit further? Uh, so John three, or we officially call him J three. Yes. Uh, he, at three or four year, years old of age, we kind of noticed that he wasn't speaking as many words and saying as much as he, as he should at that age and noticing that he would cover his ears and be very sensitive to sound, mm-hmm. uh, different things like that. So we brought it up to his first pediatrician and said, Hey, you know, is this normal? We're kind of concerned. Mm-hmm. And, um, she sent us to a, a speech therapy place to where, uh, he would start doing that, you know, every, 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 every day, all the way up until he started, uh, to go back to school. By this time, I believe he's, um, in the first grade. Okay. Uh, and the school came to us and was like, Hey, you know, we noticed some things about John. Has he ever been tested for autism? Uh, when I heard that, cause it was just me at the school by myself, uh, I, emotions was everywhere because it's, sure. it was like, you knew something was wrong. We just didn't know what it was. And, and for somebody else to see what we see and just like, you know, like, hey, you know, you get tested and to find out after they tested him that he had autism was so many emotions um, that I just, I just, it, it, and it might sound crazy to some people, but it was just a relief. Like, okay, now we know what the problem is. Okay, now we're going to attack it. Right. No holding back. Now we're going to attack it. Right. Okay. What he needs. Okay, cool. So, and that's really pretty much what I was going to ask. Not like next, like what were your next steps, you know, to ensure, you know, he was successful. Um, did you, did you find any hiccups along the way as you were doing this? Like, you know, along this journey, you know, how has it been for your family as a whole? Just kind of dealing with it, balancing it and making sure, you know, that basically, you know, Things are still being taken care of at home, but you're still making sure that, you know, J3 gets what he needs, you know, to hear he gets what she needs. How was, how, how has the journey been so far? Uh, first and foremost, if it wasn't for God, I uh, put that out there honestly first mm-hmm. um, and a lot of praying before, you know, any, anything that came up, we were always prayed about it and just let God lead us in the direction that we need to go. Cause at the end of the day, he's a blessing. God, God gave him us for a reason. And whatever that reason is, we're going to make sure that he succeeds. And so with me trying to balance out being a mother, being a wife, and now a blogger, I, I just, again, I just put God first in everything that I do. And, you know, God gave me the perfect partner. Because I always team up on, you know, when I fall, he always picks me up. He always encourages me. And where I slack up, he picks up and vice versa. I mean, we just work as a team and it, and it bounces itself out on its own. Amen. So when it came to the decision to, you know, because we're in a virtual world now, um, I believe you told me that you guys made the decision that you were going to homeschool them. So, it, and it's probably obvious, but uh, walk us through that. What made you go ahead and say, you know what, we're going to just homeschool both of them? Uh, well... First of all, when they, when they, you know, when this all first started, my husband, uh, 
had some underlying conditions. And what we didn't want was for him to be exposed to that. Sure. So having the kids go to school and then bringing it back to him or me. Okay. You know, and, and I, I just felt like with him having, to, our son having to wear a mask and things, things of that nature would just be way uncomfortable for him. And it would be, you know, unstructured for him because he used to certain things being a certain way. I thought mm-hmm. the best way for him to focus and be able to focus and my and make sure my daughter starts off her first year of school right because she's in kindergarten. Right. Is to be there for them. Just like I made the sacrifice to be a stay-at-home mom, I'm going to make the same sacrifice to, again, make sure they succeed in school. Okay. Now, with that, were there any concerns like making sure that J3 got the services that he needed? Um, while he was at home, while you were homeschooling him at home from school? For, yes, most most definitely. And I'm pretty sure, you know, right now it was plenty of concerns with other parents, but we were blessed to have a school who's loved on our son so much. They always make sure that he gets what he, he needs, you know, his resource teachers, you know, every teacher that's the age, everybody that's a part of his Education wise, that's cool. He got that same services at home. It was just the only difference was it was virtual. Okay. And they, they would always call, is he good? Is he okay? Do you, does he need anything else? You know, we were just blessed to have a school that pretty much made sure our son was good. So it made us, it made me less worried about things. Were the hiccups along the way? Yeah, in the beginning, because it, you know, trying to, trying to maneuver it, you know, trying to make him understand that, hey, you know, you're going to be doing school. Virtually now, not in person, was was a lot for him. But sure. Always telling him it's gonna be okay. You know, it's, it's all right. Mm-hmm. You know, don't, don't worry about it. Mommy's right here. And right. I put little signs uh, up to be like that says you can do it. Every time you get frustrated, I point to the sign. What does that say? I can do it. Yes, you can do it. And I put emotions on his uh, emotions in front of him to where he could tell me if he's frustrated. Like, look at the board. Tell mm-hmm. me if he's frustrated. Mm-hmm. Are you? Are you? Are you exhausted? Let mommy know what it is. Right. So we can take a step back and then come back to it. Okay. I think that's kind of awesome too. Just having that, you know, quickly there for him so that he can just kind of point to it, even if, you know, can't really put, and that's really any kid, you know, can't really pull the words together. And it's like, yep, that's how I'm feeling right there. So I do like that. And we've actually incorporated that, incorporated that in our home as well. Um, what suggestions do you have for parents who are stay at home, um, whether mom or dad, and they kind of struggle with just balancing children home? Uh, and, and trying to have a moment with themselves. Because uh, I believe you have a real estate business too, correct? Correct. Yeah, so that's <laughs> that's major. That's major. So what what advice could you give for that parent? Use your village. I always tell any parent that I come in contact with, use your village. Your village can consist of anything. I, for example, for ours, first and foremost, we put God at first in everything that we do. Uh, second would be our family. That's it from your siblings to the grandparents, to the uncles, aunts, cousins. You know, the other one is church. Uh-huh. You know, we're, we're faithful church members and, um, we use them sometimes to help us out. Friends, uh, neighbors, whoever, whoever knows and understands what your child or children are going through with special needs, use that village to give you just enough, give you five minutes, give you 10 yeah. minutes. Just even down to 
for example, with our neighbors, when we go outside, and I may, I just may need be five minutes, and the neighbor down there, because they all on the street know he is autistic, they're like, go ahead. Mm-hmm. I have, I'm watching for a little while. Go do, you know, go, go in the house and do what you need to do real quick. We'll watch him. That, that five minutes is a lot. Yeah. You know, it might seem like a lot to some other people, but that's a lot to me. That gives me time to just breathe. Just take a deep breath. Sure. And come back to it. So you use your village, no matter what that village is. What it looks like, if you use your village, that's going to give you that time, that, that five minute break that you need or that hour to take a, take a pause and then come back to wherever it is you need to do. Cause I, honestly, if we didn't have our village, I, I don't know how we would maneuver half of this stuff, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. our village. So I, I tell parents, use your village. Oh, and schools. Don't forget about schools. You know, you have, you do have some teachers or principals or counselors who really do care about your children. Yeah where they will reach out and, and give you the information or give you what you need. You'd be surprised where you get the information from, even down to organizations um, where we, we found, you know, I saw a place special needs uh, basketball and it, you know, I met more parents that way. And now we're like, you know, Hey, we could take turns. We can, you know, I have the kids this time. You can have them that time. Like, you just have to use your village, and, and once you figure out what your village is and the village that you know is going to be there for your family and they know and understand your situation, you can do amazing things, and you can get that break that you need. That's huge. That's huge. So what suggestions do you have for parents who say, I don't know what activities to do with my children during you know this time of pandemic? Um, you know, What do I do with my children besides watching TV all day or on the computer all day? Well, what I've done, and I, I think I've uh, showed you a couple of them too, is like um, when the pandemic first hit, I was teaching my children how to uh, call mommy or daddy uh-huh. on the cell phone using a paper place writing. It looked like it's a, you know, like the phone keyboard and just have them show me, show me mommy's number, yep. show me daddy's number. And then I would have, then my husband would practice like, hey, use my phone, uh-huh. call mommy. Just so they can get in the midst of, midst of knowing how to use it. If something happens, they're they're able to tell us that, like, hey, let me call my mom. This is her number. Mm-hmm. This is my dad's number. Or I would do, like, if I know that my son is uh, loves to create, if you go on J3's corner page, you'll <laughs> see. Create. So I I encourage that. Like, okay, I'm going to go buy you Play-Doh. Let's, yeah. let's you know, create the Play-Doh, the Legos. You know, my daughter loves to draw you know use our imagination so i i I encourage that like okay we're going to do this today show mommy you know what your princess house will look like on a picture Mm -hmm. you just have to focus uh on the children so this is a perfect opportunity to educate yourself on your job yeah you know pay attention to their strengths and if you see something they're good at you know encourage it you know that way you know you you're making a connection with your children this is you know, this is a perfect opportunity to reconnect. I, I always tell people quarantine was probably the best thing to happen to my family because it was it was a time for us to able to reconnect as a family. Mm-hmm. We're doing, you know, we're playing board games. Yeah. You know, three's corner, my son created a board game on his own. Yeah, that I saw was, that. Um, <laughs> That's pretty so awesome. I I just say, you know, this is time to to love on your loved ones. 
I love it. Yeah. And I, I definitely agree with that. You know, since we've been home, we've done, you know, some different things together. And we actually did take that idea. We literally just did it with them last week. And Madison did pretty good. I was like, look at you, you all know, right. and, and Michael was kind of like all over, but it was good because it showed me where he was and that we definitely right. need to strengthen that muscle because you're absolutely right. If something happens, they definitely need to be able to know mommy or daddy's number. So I thought that was pretty cool. And we've definitely been working on that. So thank you for that tip. <laughs> so, um, what would you say to the parent who is not an educator, but believes there is something not quite on target for that child? What do you say to that parent? Reach out, do research. For me, we didn't know anything about autism until I did the research. I went to the free classes because there's always free classes for something, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's classes as I educated myself um I talked to other parents I still do that to this day I talk to different parents you know and get their opinion their thoughts or sometimes even anybody that's a part of our village you know sometimes they may see something and know something and they just tell us and I'm like oh okay I didn't mm-hmm. know that um especially we have a villager who is who is actually a special education supervisor um her name is Tracy she does every Tuesday on our page. She gives helpful tips and tips and things that parents can do with their children to teach them motor skills. It may be nice. something like colors, or she creates. She had another another one on there where um, if you can't afford it to store, go to Stress Ball. Hey, you can use these items at home, and now you've created a stress uh, ball, a homemade stress ball for your child. So she's been really good lately. Um, bringing us those ideas. So I just gave her like on our page every Tuesday, you're always going to see something new from her or something educational from her where she'll, she'll tell you even programs that you can use for your child. Mm-hmm. So again, mm-hmm. it goes back to just reach out to the people in your village. You never know who, who knows what or who has whatever information to help the parents that don't know. Cause again, I mean, we, me and my husband did not know anything. Um, we just had to educate ourselves and, you know, went to classes and spoke to people. And we're still learning to this day, you know, about autism. And not only that, you know, just pay attention to your child that has special needs. You know, our son is a very happy child and he, he has taught us so much. I don't look at his autism as, I look at his autism as a blessing because mm-hmm. he makes mm-hmm. us the world differently. Amen. So than what we did before. Um, and he's always outside the box. So from him, our inspiration, our strength comes from him and wanting to know more and educate our stuff more. And, you know, going out there, finding things that he loved, like we found a way he could play baseball for kids who have uh, disabilities, mm-hmm. not necessarily, you know, who's autistic, just the whole spectrum to where they're able to play and they're able to connect with high schoolers who are, they call, they call them buddies. They help them run the bases, hit the balls. You know, they... Mm-hmm. Allow them to still have the same normal things as any other child. So, you know, go out there and reach and see what's what's available in the area that you live in. Because mm-hmm. there's always programs everywhere. Or take it as I'll take it a step further. You can email me. You can email me J3's Corner, go on our page and look and see. We always put things on there to try to help parents on their journey, like people helped us along the way on our journey and still are. So that brings me to my next point. Tell the people how to find you on social media. All right. If you go to J3's Corner, it's um, on Facebook. We just have Facebook right now, but we're in the process of 
process of expanding past that. Um, and if you go on that page, our email address is on there, j3scorner at gmail.com. Any questions anybody has, or you just want to, you just want to know something personally about our family, please feel free to email us. We'll answer any questions that you may have because, you know, we're open book at this point. We mm-hmm. want everybody to, to know and understand that you're not alone. I love it. I'm on this journey, and you don't have to be alone this journey. You know, we could even be part of your village if you need us to be a part of your village. But I just want parents to know that you're not alone. It will get better, and and God, God bless you with this child because they knew that you can handle it, and that you're going to help them succeed. And there is no wrong or right way to do it. There is only what's best for your child. I love it. What a way to end the show, well, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Tisha Fletcher, we are just so excited that you were able to come on with us today and share your story. Again, she gave you all her social media information. Please visit their page. I constantly share it on my page as well. Um, look them up. A great resource, uh, great family, great people, great person. So thank you so much for tuning in, guys. Uh, we'll be back next week and we will do it all over again. Take care. <laughs>